VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What's up, dum-dums? It's hard to believe, but football is back. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right. I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity because who doesn't like making money? If you want to get into the action with a trusted company that's been around for years, MyBookie is the place for you. It's easy, no hassle, mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport imaginable. MyBookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. I'm too messed up talking about it. If you deposit today with MyBookie, they will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. If you put in $100, they will give you $50 for free. That's almost half. So go to MyBookie and sign up today with the promo code ARMCHAIR. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Hey, Colin, we're doing a midweek show. We are. That's the new one last week. I know. I'm a lazy prick. I just said that. <laughs> I agree with you. I uh, did a little research about the SEMO team we're playing. I think I'm the only one who's ever done it. You're the only one uh, that I know that's never done it. Yeah. The, the only person dumb enough to want to do it. <laughs> that's probably true. Uh, but I did get a guest for us. I got uh, Tom Davis. He's a sports editor at SEMOball.com, which is a thing that exists. <laughs> I didn't know that until now. So, uh, anyway, we are playing the vaunted SEMO Red Hawks. More importantly, we got Caleb the Greek back. He's uh, got that gorilla heart pumping, and he's going to do some picks good. for us. That's good. That's a gorilla heart pumping that blood through his clogged veins and arteries. It's, uh, it's good news. His cuddly, lovable, but full of plaque and just putrefying veins. Yeah, gelatinous sidewall goop that just blocks blood flow and oxygen. It's, it's not good. No, it is not. It's like uh, when your grandmother used to open a can of Crisco, but jam it into a pipe. <laughs> that's basically, uh, that's Caleb's health in a nutshell. Sure, I think that's accurate. Do you have any thoughts about playing SEMO other than this is the uh, ramp-up game to South Carolina? Maybe we shouldn't be so dismissive. I mean, we lost to Wyoming this year. You're probably right, but I am being very dismissive. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's ultimately, I mean. Maybe this, maybe this gentleman you're going to talk to will change my mind. We'll see. I mean, Missouri is not like a lot of other states in that, you know, the Alabama has their Auburns and Mississippi has their Mississippi states and Iowa has their mm -hmm. Iowa states. We don't really have anybody else at the football level who will ever give us a game. Basketball, every once in a while, you know, we've got uh, SLU and even Missouri State. But <laughs> one year famously, UMKC. But, like, football-wise, I don't think Missouri's got anybody they ain't got to worry about. That's true. All right. Well, let's get to talking to Tom Davis and see if he thinks that we're being too dismissive or not. And then hear Kayla's picks. M-I-Z. Yo, you. And a throw. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson. And he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second and five with a 40. Bryant with the time. The pass it is caught. And a touchdown. Hand off to Roundtree running left. Gets 35 to the 40. Left sideline around the man. This is the Mazad Cast. Joining us now, the sports editor from SEMOBall.com. Tom Davis is on the line to talk to us about 
the Red Hawks and what they're going to bring to Columbia this weekend. Thanks for joining us, Tom. No problem. My pleasure being here. The uh, Missouri Tigers, we don't know what kind of football team they've got because they lost one embarrassing game and then had one convincing win. But tell us, Tom, what does SEMO bring to Columbia and what kind of team are they this season compared to what we've seen in the past? Well, I feel a lot like the Mizzou fans in that uh, I've seen the really strong performance out of SEMO and I've seen a not-so-strong performance out of SEMO. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they perform on uh, Saturday. I think they'll perform better than they did consistently defensively um, than they did against Montana State, although the, the level of competition is going to be something that is shocking to their system, uh, to say the least, to play an SEC school. But uh, SEMO has looked really good on both sides of the ball at various times this year, so the potential is there for them to be able to make plays on both sides of the ball if they they execute the way they're supposed to. Who would you say is the uh, is the biggest threat that uh, Mizzou fans need to keep an eye on for the Redhawks this season? Who who showed up like you said against Montana State? It's not sexy to tell you to watch a middle linebacker play, but <laughs> uh, Zach Hall is the 2018 National Defensive Player of the Year at the FCS level. He is phenomenal. He opened the season with 19 tackles against Southern Illinois, and he played really well against Montana State. He plays really, really well against every opponent, and I'm going to be watching him because I'm curious just how good is he as it compares to the Knicks level, and can he hold his own with Mizzou, which I believe he can. So if I were a Mizzou fan, I would be intrigued as to how good the National Defensive Player of the Year is against uh, our offense. So uh, I would tell you to watch uh, number five, Zach Hall, and middle linebacker. And then offensively, obviously everything gears is geared around uh, fifth-year quarterback Daniel Santa Catarina, who he's not going to be awed by the, the atmosphere of Mizzou or anything like that. Uh, Daniel Santa Catarina opened his career as the starter at Northern Illinois, and when he was with the Huskies, they went to Lincoln, Nebraska, and beat Nebraska, and he was the starting quarterback in that game. So he's very, very capable uh, of playing well against a, a high level of competition like Mizzou brings. Now, having said that, he wasn't at his best against Montana State, but he was really, really good against Southern Illinois, so he's been a little inconsistent this year. But he has the potential, uh, like I said about the rest of the team, he has the potential to go into Mizzou and really make plays. And I think that he will. I think he'll have a bounce-back effort this weekend. Yeah, uh, Santa Catarina, a mouthful. Uh, it looks like he is a dangerous quarterback, both with his arm and with his legs, much like our own Kelly Bryant. Uh, he had, I think he was one of the top rushers in their, in their win and to open the season against Southern Illinois, as well as throwing for uh, almost 250 yards. So it looks like he's a very versatile quarterback. He is. He can extend plays. And uh, they used him in the, in the first game, Southern Illinois game, they used him a little bit more on the run because of, of the way Southern Illinois was playing uh, playing them, uh, more so than they did last year. But he has the, the potential to do that. So it, it's not a matter of they absolutely want him to run a lot. It's more of a if Mizzou gives them looks in which the run is effective, they'll do that. And, and so that's kind of their mindset. Um, but in a perfect world, they like him to drop back and, you know, scan the defense and then pick, pick them apart. And, uh, he's pretty accurate. I mean, it, in fact, 
he wasn't accurate against Montana State, and Tom Matukowicz, the SEMO coach, was really taken aback by that. He was like, that's really strange. Now, he was under a lot of pressure that game, uh, so that, uh, you know, ends up influencing his accuracy. But, um, yeah, he, he can run. He can extend plays. And so if Mizzou allows him uh, lanes to run in, he will take advantage of it. Well, it looks like the the running game, I guess, is led by, is it a freshman in Geno Hess? At least in that first game against Southern Illinois, it was a three-headed monster in running back, but uh, it looked like uh, the only guy to have any success moving the football against Montana State was Geno Hess. Well, that's a weird situation in that in both the first two games, Geno Hess, who's a backup, didn't have a carry in the first half of either one of those games, wow. yet he was very effective um, when he got the opportunity in the second half. They will balance the the three runners between Zion Custis and Mark Robinson and Geno Hess. Zion Custis is a uh, a smaller back who's thick, and Geno is a smaller back who's not as thick. Whereas Mark Robinson's a bigger back, relatively speaking, and is really a strong, hard, powerful runner. So all three of them can be productive, and uh, and they'll be if they have space, they'll be able to run. The, the ball. They're going to be able to hold their own against Mizzou defense. I'm not saying they're going to have big games or anything like that. That'll be up to how Mizzou plays them defensively, but they have the speed and the strength and the power um, to get yards, tough yards against Mizzou. I don't have any question of that. And they'll, at the end of the night, all three will be utilized pretty equally is how you'll see it. What do you think expectations are for the SEMO club coming into, like, say, a big school like the University of Missouri where maybe their quarterbacks faced it before, but I bet a lot of these players haven't? You're correct in that regard, but uh, I, I really think they're more concerned today with themselves after getting beat by uh, in the second half handily by Montana State. It was a 10-10 game uh, at Montana State. Montana State's a playoff team at the FCS level, and there were 20,000 people there. It was a sold-out stadium. It was a really, really difficult test for SEMO for to go out to Bozeman and uh, play the Bobcats. And I, today, they are more concerned with how they play and how, uh, how they do their jobs, more so than measuring themselves against Missouri. Now, maybe the mindset changes a little bit by Saturday, but they want to be able to make sure that their offensive line can keep people off Daniel Santa Catarina, which they didn't do against Montana State. And so all the different aspects of play, they're concerned about themselves right now, not Missouri. And if they do their jobs, if they play up to their ability, then I'm not saying they're going to beat Missouri. I'm not going to, you know, call for a shock of the world prediction or anything. But if they play to their potential, then they'll be competitive in the game. Do you have a prediction? How do you think things will uh, shake out when all is said and done? I, I would say it's probably going to be 48 to 17, 48, 20, something like that. I think SEMO is a really nice top 20 FCS program when it's all said and done, but obviously it's not the SEC. And Mizzou, uh, the Wyoming game aside, I mean, obviously West Virginia paid a serious price for the Wyoming game. Yeah. And, uh, Mizzou has, I mean, they have real dudes there. I mean, they're really, really good. So it's not like SEMO's playing a, a, a Power 5 program that's really downtrodden. I think SEMO could do a lot of really positive things, but at the end of the day, they're not an, an SEC team. So 
I would imagine it's 48-20, 48-17, something of that regard. Now, having said that, you know, maybe early in the third quarter, they're only down 14, only down 17. They got a puncher's chance or something like that. But at some point in time, the physicality of Mizzou, the size and strength, uh, will take its toll physically on SEMO. Well, the last question, Tom, I have before you, before I let you go, is uh, in their own conference in the Ohio Valley, how does the SEMO uh, team expect to stack up? Um, where do you think they're going to look to finish this year? Well, if they don't win it, they'll be disappointed. Jacksonville State has dominated that league. They've won six straight conference championships, and they were ranked number four in the country last year and came to Cape Girardeau and Southeast Missouri State just destroyed them. And so, but then they stubbed their toe later, and so they ended up costing them the, the championship of the league, and they finished second. Um, so they're really looking forward to, especially with guys like Zach Hall and Daniel Santa Catarina in their fifth year, along with a lot of their defenses in their final year of eligibility. So, and they returned 10 starters from last year. So I, any, finish shy of a championship in the OVC is there is going to be a little bit of a disappointment for them. I'm not saying if they finish second and make the playoffs that they'll view it as a bad year. That won't be the case. But believe you me, today, every single one of them, their goal is to win the OVC, and they have a very, very legitimate chance to do that. Well, Tom Davis, sports editor at SEMOBall.com, thank you for taking some time to talk to Missouri fans about what they can expect in a very talented SEMO Redhawks uh, who are coming to Columbia Saturday. I appreciate you being on with us. No problem. It was great talking with you and, and any time. After a one-week hiatus, Caleb Gorilla Heart Bungard is here for his semi-weekly segment, Caleb the Green Pick of the Week. When you see that Vegas line, you want to make your wallet fat. All the boys and girls alike, they want to get them some of that. It's the bearded lady pleaser, it's the best picks of the week. All you sons of bitches get rich with the man. Caleb the Green, Caleb the Green. Caleb, how you feeling, buddy? Feeling real good. Let me uh, let me put my junk away. I'm sitting in a park, masturbating and throwing feces at kids. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's a different feeling having this, you know, gorilla heart. Yeah, it's a it's a byproduct, I imagine. I've got silver hair on my back. You know, all Greeks have back hair, but it's not always silver. So it's good. I like it. We're gonna we're gonna live with it for a while. Great job, not dying, Caleb. Well, we're happy to have you, and as always, we're putting you up against a 2005 Kansas quarter, so uh, we'll see if you have better picks than an uh, inanimate object. And last week, or not last week, the week before, you sure as hell did. You had a good week. Yeah, it was like, I don't remember exactly, but I think 6-2 and two or something like that. Sure as hell sounds like you remember. Mm-hmm. It was a winner. It was all win. That's why we uh, want our listeners to bet with you, because they're going to get rich that way. Sure they are, Brendan. All right, what have you got for us uh, week three in college football? All right, first on the list, we have Maryland playing Temple. Doesn't sound like much of a game, but I'm going with this one because Maryland dick stomped Syracuse last week. 
And for you people to listen, you know I love me some Syracuse. Orange fever catches. Yes, right. So, anyway, Maryland, the four-point favorite. Uh, Maryland's going to cover those four points. So take them in that game against Temple. Maryland is the pick. I like this one because it's Turtles versus Owls. Who's going to win? Very nice. All right. Well, the quarter, we're going to have the uh, Turtles be heads and the Owls be tails. And the quarter thinks... Temple. It likes Temple. And we, and we seem to go all opposite this week. Yeah, maybe we will. They say opposites <laughs> attract. All right, moving on to the SEC. It just means more. We've got Colorado State and Arkansas. Colorado State is getting 12 and a half points in this game. Uh, underdog take them. Arkansas sucks. Sucks. Upset special. Upset special. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so this is, I think, a good bet because uh, Arkansas does suck, and 14 and a half is a lot. And um, Rams are much tougher than pigs. And that's exactly what you should base it off of. Barry yeah. Odom told you guys that last week. Mascot madness. That's Mascot. right. <laughs> well, let's see. We'll have the hogs be heads and the Rams be tails. This week, the, the uh, coin thinks it likes Arkansas. We got a real battle this week between you and the coin. Perfect. And a battle between the Big 12 and the Pac 10. It's the Pac 12 now, Caleb. Has been for years. We have Oklahoma playing UCLA. UCLA is an absolute dumpster fire. Garbage inferno. Dumpster fire. Oklahoma is a 23 point favorite. Oklahoma will blow them out by 40. Take Oklahoma. Oklahoma wins big against the dumpster fire of UCLA. All righty, let's put uh, Oklahoma as heads and UCLA as tail with coin in it, thanks. UCLA. Three games, three disputes. Gorilla hard against two bits. Perfect. We got two more to go to see how, how they like it. Okay, back to SEC football. Florida, seven and a half point favorite over Kentucky. Take Florida game. <laughs> I don't think Kentucky's very good. I think Florida will uh, manhandle them. Well, you know, people have been high on Kentucky the last couple of years, but uh, I just can't imagine ever picking them over Florida. Seven and a half points is close enough not to make me worry. All right, Florida will be heads. Kentucky will be tails. The coin thinks Kentucky. (laughs) Excellent. These two don't get along. We'll see how short that point is on this last point here. All right. We have we have Kansas going to play Boston College. Mmm, battle of the turds. Absolutely, Boston College. I just threw this game in there because I wanted to do a Kansas game. I have no idea uh, how Boston College is at football, but they're an 18 and a half point favorite, mm-hmm. and I believe that they will beat Kansas by more than 18 and a half points. <laughs> Is Doug Flutie still on that team? Hail Flutie. I believe so. He eats Flutie Flakes and throws fucking touchdowns. It doesn't really matter. Kansas has to go to Boston. Not a good thing for Midwest kids to go out there. They're going to be shocked and odd. (laughs) Well, uh, let's see. The coin, I'm interested in this flip here, Caleb, because I don't think we have ever done a Caleb Greek segment where you and the coin have disagreed on every single game. It would be perfect if this happened. Let's do it. Okay, this could be historic. Kansas will be heads. Boston College will be tails, and the coin thinks heads. It likes Kansas. You too. 
either me or the coin. Yeah, this is a big, big weekend. I mean, it's the uh, the pocket change versus the Greek. Let's workshop that title a bit, Brendan. They'll probably all end up on ties. Well, there's a couple half-pointers in there. Hey, I'm going to fuck that coin up. You guys listen to me. Make some money. All right, Caleb. Thanks for joining us. You think you're going to be back this weekend, we hear. I'm back in full force, ready to go. The doctor said you are free to podcast. And the doctor told me not to have sex with my wife, even though her tubes are tied, that I'm so strong now I might bust through those. <laughs> That's good. It's good to know. Yeah. All right, Caleb, thank you for joining us once again for Caleb the Green Pick of the Week. Well, there you have it, Colin. We're ready for SEMO. That gentleman is delusional. (laughs) Now, to be fair to him, he did pick Missouri to win the game ultimately, but uh, he really is high on his SEMO Redhawks this year. I mean, he thinks they're championship caliber team at the FCS level, but uh, I don't know how much that'll translate. I think it might translate less than he thinks on Faroe. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he's completely right and we're completely wrong because we've been pretty open about the fact that we're idiots. We're idiots, and like I said, we are being very chesty for a team that got beat by Wyoming. Yeah, that's true. But uh, you know, I just, um, gosh, I just can't show his optimism about those Red Hawks. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, despite how enthusiastic he is, I think it should be an easy warm up. Uh, but one thing I'm more excited about than the game itself is how healthy Caleb sounded when he made those picks. Oh, he sounded wonderful. I've actually seen him. You know he's feeling better because, you know, when I saw him directly after the incident, you know, he was pale as a sheet. But he's got that nice green hue to his skin now that I'm accustomed to seeing. Yeah, that sort of grayish, dead-eyed hue. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's back to normal. Yeah. He always did have the sort of visage of a corpse. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, I I would say that's pretty accurate. It's the kind of thing where if you saw it, the first time you saw it, you think, oh, boy, this guy's not healthy. But when you realize that's Caleb's everyday pallor, then you, you want yeah. that's what you want to see returning. You know what? He's going to bury both of us. That's probably true. Yeah. Those bacon sandwiches with a little extra bacon on top to make it tasty. Uh, a <laughs> lifetime. Not pretend either of us are healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Far from it. I haven't turned down too many bacon, I haven't turned down too many bacon sandwiches in my day. <laughs> that's right. I have horrible cholesterol. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, for much of my life, enjoyed lots of cigarettes. Yeah, that's a uh, doctor not recommended. But, you know, I like to think all the salt I eat offsets it. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that's true. I'm sure that's true. Well, Colin, I guess we're going to be doing a show this weekend to talk about what transpired, and hopefully it's an... Well, actually, I hope it's a hard show to do. We talked about how it's much easier to do a show whenever it's like a uh, back-and-forth good game, and if it's a, just a push-over cupcake wall, then kind of tough to do an hour. Yeah, that's right. You're going to hear a lot of gorilla heart talk. <laughs> I'm rooting for that. All right, that'll do it for another midweek show. It's week three of college football. M I Z. you. That gentleman is delusional. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.